Welcome to our e-commerce podcast series investigating the fundamental economic basis of Apple iTunes. This set of podcasts is part of an academic project for Net205 Internet Commerce and Consumers at Curtin University in Western Australia. This episode looks at the knowledge economy. The development of web technologies in recent years has redefined our perceptions of entitlement towards a general access to information and knowledge in the global community. This rise of new media technology has become interwoven with the speed of globalisation, as we are no longer limited to earlier life-constraining methods of non-electronically shared information. The increased online circulation of communication and cultural matter such as video, images and music has opened a floodgate of shared ideas and innovation in this new electronic environment. Whilst industrial era perceptions of value and traditional economic models are eased, ideas of scarcity are renegotiated within the knowledge economy. Increasingly, the benefits that surround the networked economy incite creativity and innovation as a new sought-after resource, where the idea has become a new currency within this post-industrial economic model. The World Bank describes the knowledge economy as one where organisations and people acquire, create, disseminate and use knowledge more effectively for greater economic and social development. Apple Inc. remains a premium example of a company that has sustained perpetual innovation in its ruthless capacity to dominate both the traditional economic markets of production and digital media as who Davis and Botkin refer to as a knowledge-based business. As a leader in technological innovation with its own computing and hardware, Apple has also embraced open source technology in an effort to establish itself as a standardized platform. Apple has also pioneered and monopolized certain digital content such as music and symbiotic relationships of hardware and software such as iTunes and the iPod. Globalisation and the growth of ICTs. Flew writes that despite controversial opinions that the effects of globalisation have diluted our cultural bonds and allegiances to our nation states, it has undoubtedly internationalised production, trade and finance, nurturing a robust global economy. Industrial and technological developments have steadily increased and aided communication flows where the economic motivations of governments and private organisations are now able to refine their objectives as trade with a global consumer base emerges into view. The advent of information and communication technologies has networked a global public to share ideas and information at an unprecedented level and allow access to interpreted an infinite database of information to forge new innovations at significantly lower costs. Recent years of digital convergence have witnessed an overlapping tide of innovation founded on purely digital information in both content and social connectivity. Entrepreneurship founded on this revolution has formed within a heightened social climate pulling focus to service these new modes of communication. Increased levels of bandwidth and advancements 
in computer technology has forged a new economic climate found on a bits economy and not an atoms economy, where bits represent the intangible digital trade of information we begin to acknowledge that the infinite replicability of digital information is no longer built on the exclusivity and scarcity of tangible atoms, but abundance and knowledge. Information and communication technologies facilitate this nurture of knowledge by providing avenues for rapid sharing, dissemination and contextualization of learned information distributed through network structures. The Rise of the Creative Class Urban theorist Richard Florida agrees that creativity has come to be the most highly prized commodity in our economy. And yet, it is not a commodity. The ubiquity of information online and its application has been clarified in the context of the knowledge economy as a way to translate and interpret the information that resides in cyberspace. Human knowledge, therefore, becomes the key ingredient to link this information economy to an innovative economy built on knowledge and ideas. Innovation clustering and the paradox of place. Whilst the increase of network communication has often been celebrated to level the playing fields of capitalism, Knowledge-based businesses still tend to thrive in clusters. Regional areas of innovation, such as the famed Silicon Valley in California, is a prime example of location, locational monopolization. As Newfield points out, Silicon Valley has more ideological and cultural influence than any other sector on earth, demonstrating the need for innovation businesses to work together to forge new technologies and standardise them for product life cycles. Flu has described this as the paradox of place. Despite improved capability for global communication, firms increasingly co-locate because it is the only effective way to share understanding. Apple Inc. and the Knowledge Economy As pioneered by Apple in the late 1970s, the birth of the personal computer can be viewed as the origin to which the knowledge economy has derived. In its attempt at encouraging co-evolution, Apple invited external programmers to develop software to use on its systems and started the early stages of the ICT business ecosystem. The knowledge from other programmers began to flow into the Apple ecosystem and supported the popularity and eventual widespread use of the personal computer. In recent years, the development of the app ecosystem became a popular strategy for Apple to sustain market monopoly over its consumers by using the principles of the knowledge economy to continue to sell and distribute its brand and hardware by allowing others to participate through innovation. Despite significant competition from opposing IT companies such as Microsoft in the 80s and 90s, Apple's reputation for innovation was reinstated with a rapid ubiquity of a network society. As the relevance of traditional economic structures receded in this new digital climate, major entertainment industries such as the music industry looked upon Apple's strategic manoeuvre to compete with digital piracy popularised by Napster. 
in what Flew describes as a second mover advantage over Napster, iTunes was created out of this disruption to the music industry. iTunes and its hardware spouse, the iPod, revolutionised the music industry by using knowledge-based information and standardised its software as the main avenue to access digital music. The expansion of iTunes with iTunes U is the most recent addition to the Apple content portal. Whilst the content of iTunes U at the current time of writing remains free, it has been argued that Apple's long-term strategy of iTunes U is to build a standardised platform for education access for a new generation of digital natives. Apart from the inevitable brand equity that Apple will garner from iTunes U, it currently supports the sustainability of the knowledge economy as it aggregates learning centres from around the globe. Frey and Frey have suggested that Apple's primary motivations remain in the attention of the public, saturating the trend of free education, then providing a service-based filter for paid, authorised content. Similarly to iTunes and the iPod, the iPad is increasingly being marketed for the benefit of education in schools, hospitals, universities and businesses, perhaps guaranteeing the longevity of their It Just Works brand insurance for years to come. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please take time to listen to the other podcasts in our e-commerce series.